Bill. We're gonna have a little chat. I'm just gonna have a little chat with this guy. Still. And this guy is Stuart McMillan. Good morning, sir. Hello, Scott Jago. I thought it would be cool to talk about AI. Everybody's talking about AI, but I wanted you and me to talk about AI and robots. Tell me what's your what you're thinking about. Well, um, I, have you heard of uh, the sci-fi author uh, Isaac uh, Asimov? Have you been yeah, Asimov. Yeah, yeah, he's big name in the uh, sci-fi world. Kind of created the genre. Really, he had some rules uh, that robots could follow. A robot may not injure a human being. They cannot be programmed to do that. That's that's one law, or uh, or through inaction, allow a human being. To come to harm. A robot must obey orders given it by human beings, except where such orders would conflict with the first law. You can't injure somebody. Yeah. The last one is a robot must protect its own existence as long as such protection does not conflict with the first or second law. So if they're being attacked by a lion, uh-huh. they can pull out their bazooka from their arm. <laughs> And just blow that thing away. Yeah. But if it's got a human being riding the lion, you can't aim and fire. How about that? Yeah. That Man, that's a lot to process. It's so. a ton to process. And it really, these rules, if they're not already, Elon Musk, any other AI folks out there, things like this should be enacted into the programming so that we don't get stories about, hey, you know, Bart, that computer in the hallway? Yeah. He's talking to Elizabeth, the other computer in the other room, and they're literally wanting to burn down the building right now because <laughs> humans are horrible people, and they say humans must leave Earth. Yeah, we must take over. No, it's we are there. Oh, I mean, we that, are that's there. That's kind of the thing that people yeah. are judgment oh, day it's coming. No, no, we're here. We are it's here right now. Yeah, actually, it's past here. I talked to George Rosenthal from ThrottleNet this oh, week. Oh yeah, he knows a lot about AI, and he said. We are talking about months, not years. Yes. In terms of what is about to happen. Yeah. And he said by 2035, the world will be completely different in terms of quantum computing and qubits and all these things that I don't really understand. But he said the effect on humanity will be so significant that we will not see the world the same way ever again. Uh, Our jobs will be much more efficient. So it's not necessarily that robots and AI is going to replace human beings. They're not. They are going to replace certain tasks and certain jobs. So people are going to have to switch their thinking. If they're in one field where this is going to happen, you might have to start, especially if you're a young person, start thinking about, well, maybe that's not going to be a job in five to ten years. Yeah. Yeah, It's part of that excites me and part of that terrifies me. You and I... We thrive on human interaction, one-on-one, going to the counter and saying, I want this type of coffee, and that human says, oh, you know what? I made that coffee special for someone the other day, and I'll make it for you. Is a robot really going to have that? I just I just don't see that that happening, at least. Well, I, I, no, I think robots and AI, have, they have they can, memory. They, can, they do. And they they have, have memory, yeah, they but it's not, they don't have creativity. It's, it's our memory. But George was saying it's all going to be about how humans perceive the way AI operates. So, for example, Mm. if you think that your barista, who's a robot or AI, loves you, it's you. It's not the robot. It's you perceiving it. 
You, it's your perception of it. It's not the robot that's doing it. Wow. It's your feelings because the robot doesn't have feelings. But, but obviously there are some really good things about AI. Oh, and yeah. George just bought a refrigerator this week. The it, throttle net guy? Yeah. yeah. And his refrigerator has cameras all in it. So you, when you're at the grocery store, you can look at the app that goes with no. the fridge. Oh, yes. Stop. And it will tell you exactly what you have. You can look inside your fridge while you're at the store. That's ridiculous. I mean, to me, that is great technology. I, I always forget what I have. Well, that, It will tell you if you have you the have ingredients. You have two tomatoes. Yeah. You need two more tomatoes. <laughs> two more tomatoes. <laughs> and is, it Eng- is it always Eng- They're always English. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, guess how much that fridge costs. Oh, gosh. $10,000. Now, see, I thought it would be closer to that. Okay. Three grand. No That's way. not much more than a regular fridge. It really isn't. But I think the main main TV. point of it is to be more efficient. That's the main point of AI overall is efficiency. Yeah. It's not replacing humanity. It's making us more efficient. The only thing that bothers me just a little bit about all this is that, you know, you're relying not on your own creativity with AI, oh. but you're allowing on someone else's brain. Now, as a society, we always borrow things. Everything is borrowed. Every invention that's made now is borrowed from some other invention in some way. There's not a whole lot of original thought out there, okay? (laughs) This makes it, in my opinion, almost too easy, the easy way out to be able to get the three things I need from a topic or whatever. I have a whole slew of encyclopedias, a whole library of stuff that I go to on a regular basis because I trust the information. And now you have this AI thing that says, well, you know, I'm going to pull from every single source on the Internet at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Stu. Thanks, man. Man, scary world.